We have a stand. And I can barely get out of my nose. We do. <laughs> and thank God. I okay. I just want to say I'm sorry this week. I'm sick. I like just caught a cold this weekend. He's stubborn. The show must go on, he says. Hell yeah, it does. Well yes. Tampa Bay have won the cup. And uh was your prediction the one that was six? It was Did six. Or, I think. Six? I think I said seven, but I I'll, think we both I'm, said seven because we wanted seven. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with six. Um, now, I'm very happy. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I'm kind of not, but I kind of expected it uh, after the embarrassing sweep to Columbus last year. They were coming back. It was a revenge tour, and well, they completed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, go for them. They finally got over the hump. So, congrats. Uh, who won Even though that's the... a really low bar. <laughs> yeah. They, they should realistically have about three by now, but... What are you eating right now? <laughs> I have some uh, pepperettes. Uh, like little meat sticks. I'll put them over here. So like little Slim Jim mini kind of things? Something like that. They're a little thicker, but... Interesting. Must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> Maybe, but they're they're delicious. Um, okay. Head- Listen, before we get into Game 6 and the Celebration Recap, um, mm-hmm. I want to say... I want to say maybe two things. First Girl. thing um, is I got something wrong from game five because I was <gasps> completely unsure about the name of this player. Um, but when Joe Pavelski set the record for most goals scored by a U.S. born player, he passed Joe Mullen, not Kirk Mullen, in game five. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, because I was like, I know it's a Mullen. And then he said Kirk. I'm like, was it really Kirk? But I was like, right. oh, he probably <laughs> up. I'll, I'll believe him. And I can't believe you lied to me. <laughs> uh, just a little slip up. I figured Kirk Mullen was the name of a guy, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Joey Pavs. Um, I'm sure it's Kirk Mueller. I think that's a player. Yeah, that's probably who I was thinking about, to be honest. Um. Did we want to get into uh, Damian Cox, or do we not want to give him the light of day? I he did his thing. I don't. Uh, I don't know if we need to take up too much time for it, but uh, I mean, do you want to talk about it? I I think my only point that I'll bring up about him is that he's a goofball, and that's all I got to say about that. Uh yeah, um, yeah I. I don't really want to get into it just because I don't know. He, he has his audience and I mean, Hey, they'll pay for what he writes. However wrong his take is. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you, I, I don't know if we should go into it. He, he goofed up. He said some wrong stuff. Uh, do you just want to go into game six or. Yeah, let's just get into the game. And, I mean, yeah, we won't give Damien 
the light of day. Hey, we're not hockey media. <laughs> so yet. yet. Who knows yet. if that will ever happen. But like again, we know names. So and I mean knowing that Damien's one of those names, whatever. We're still gonna give you our views on it. We're two guys, we're having we have a podcast, we're yeah. gonna give our views on things. Oh, of course. Why else could we have a podcast? Right. <laughs> so game six, the cup clinching game. Yeah. It uh it reminded me a lot of at least in like the first two periods of Dallas's last series, uh, not this year, but last year against St. Louis, where St. Louis was just hammering Ben Bishop and he was keeping them in, but Dallas just couldn't get a goal and they had like no shots. And that was kind of like that this year, except it wasn't Bishop. Um, and then like in the third, yeah. And then in the third period, they finally started to get more shots by, by that time it was, it was pretty much done though. Um, so the, the two goals, I want to say the first one was Palat. I can't remember off the top of my head because this isn't really what, of course we want to talk about this because it happened. The bubble hockey yep. was awesome and it was so great that we were able to finish the season. Um, but it's like, you know, now that it's over, what do we do? Right. Yeah, uh, we have a new video game coming out soon, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Play that. Um, but, yeah, I want to say the first goal was, oh, gosh, was it Point? I think it was the one where Point shot the puck, it rebounded, and then he picked up his own rebound and put it in. I think it was that. Yeah, it probably was Pointer. Um, and then the second goal, who would have thought, that one of the best players on one of the worst teams in the league would get traded and become a depth piece. That was a nice, and like, be so awesome. I saw a post because he had like an, like a highlight real goal at like the start of the season. Blake Coleman with, yeah. I'm assuming it was another one handed like flip. And then the last goal of the playoffs to win the Stanley Cup. I guess it wasn't the game-winning goal, but he just a rifle of a one-timer to take the two-goal lead. And you know what? A lot of people are like, oh, he's not worth a first. What are you doing, Tampa? It's like, well, I think it's working out for them now. Well, I think it was fun, the play developing. Like, I thought that was really fun because it was just like, okay, we're going to line change, and Colin comes right off the bench, and he knows exactly what's going down. Mm-hmm. And you know who was a big part of that play? Pat Maroon. Two-time back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. Watch him get traded to Boston, and then he's going to win a third in a row. Oh, man. Why did it have to be Boston? I don't want Boston to win. Fuck Boston. Neither do I. I don't want to hear Jack Edwards homering with his nasally ass. Wow. Wow. Tell us how you really feel about Jack Edwards. Oh, I go off about Jack no, Edwards. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it was it was nice to see Steven Stamkos lit the Stanley Cup. 
and uh, until I get hope in my team, I'm just going to rock with that as my Twitter picture because there's some rumors about my team and it's so, yeah, I mean, hey, I like Stamkos, have him lift the cup. It was pretty cool. Ryan McDonough finally got a cup. Victor Hedman, Conn Smythe winner. Congratulations. Your prediction was correct. Well, I figured it was going to be him. And then I think you brought up point, and then I checked points stat total. I'm like, oh, my God, it better be point. But I was also happy it was <laughs> Hedman because Victor Hedman's a monster. He was awesome. 22 points in 25 games? Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty, totally Conn Smythe worthy. Mm-hmm. Did you um, – okay. So I do want to say – Regarding the lightning and their like their celebration, it was stupid. It is stupid. I think it's still going on. Yeah, yeah but well, they had the boat parade the other day. It's listen. I know Tampa are probably ecstatic that they get a Stanley Cup. That's fine, fine, dandy. I don't know if you should be. Letting, you know, random people drink out of the Stanley Cup after you just had to quarantine for six months. And you go out and you're like, ah, it's fine. We're champions. Now they're all. I I bet if you looked at that parade, you might have Uh, seen five masks. Maybe. Which is, it's ridiculous. But I mean, hey, do what you're going to do. Sure, but just keep in mind we still have a global pandemic going on. Yeah, um, like I'm pretty sure the president has it. So, uh, yes. Like, um, I don't care. Okay, again, I don't want to get political on this show. Yep. Right, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter after that had trended, excited that he got it. And wishing death upon the guy. Like, you don't, that's one thing that you don't go out and say. Yeah, you, you keep that to, I think, yourself, or you have an anonymous Twitter account that you tweet that out from. Nice egg. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the ones that don't nice have egg. a profile picture, their username is like their full name with like a one or a two after it. Or like right, well, their first name followed by like 15 numbers. Yeah, no, like they're following two people, but they've tweeted like <laughs> ten times. It's do that. Yeah, but I think Tampa should have, you know, waited before having a parade, or at least like thought about how to do it safely. Because I'm, I'm pretty confident that Florida is like the worst spot in the United States for COVID. Uh, pretty sure it's one of them. It's one yeah. of for sure. So, and it's weird that the NBA decided to do their playoffs in a little bubble in Disneyland or Disney World, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird. Tampa, you should have waited, but you got one of Stanley Cup, so do you, I guess. Did you see the video of um, of Blake Coleman and his wife putting their daughter in the cup? I did not. I did not see that. It was the cutest that. thing in the world. 
Yeah, what a... Do you think, like, because that Barkley Goudreau and Blake Coleman cost a first and then they went and won a cup, do you think that's going to jack up, like, I don't know, player values? Trades to get depth pieces? Well, yeah. like They're going to overpay to get a depth piece? Do you think, like, GMs are going to be like, okay, well, Barkley Goudreau fetched a first, so if you want this stud player, I want two. Right. All right, like, especially with the draft coming up in, like, what is it, five days? I think it's yeah, the we'll night. Yeah, uh, we'll get to some draft coverage here in a minute. Yeah, so especially with some of the draft, like, because there's probably going to be trades before and probably at the draft. So I'm mm-hmm. just thinking, like, maybe player stock goes up because Boudreaux and Coleman got uh, – or I guess not got, but they were – I don't know if I'd still say they're worth firsts, but it panned out. So maybe other gyms will think they're worth firsts. So right, yeah. I I don't know. I really I don't because I also don't know how the trading would work. Obviously, they're gonna have their phones the whole time, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be like in um in an office in New Jersey, right? So I think so. I don't know if they're just gonna phone around and then phone the players after it happens and the agents and whatever and just all do it by phone. I would assume that's probably the route they're gonna take. Instead of, you know, you can't just go up to a guy and say, Hey, I just traded you. That would suck. Like you're <laughs> you're getting ready, like, all right guys, we're getting ready to play and then GM walks in and is like, yeah, you're done. See you later, bud. And walks out. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Thanks. And then he walks out and he starts crying. Yeah. Or, like, imagine you're on, like, a president winning, t- like, a president trophy winning team. Or, like, mm-hmm. it's projected that you're going to win it at, like, the trade deadline and you're pumped. You're like, I'm going to have a deep playoff run with these guys. And the GM walks in and he's like... Yeah, you're going to Ottawa. It's like, oh. Oh, oh no. That's what we did with Chris Tierney. He had, like, the best season he's ever had. And it's like, yeah, goodbye. Right. You're going to Ottawa. Sure. And he still ended up being one of their best players. Yeah. I, well, it's not. I'd be one of the best players in Ottawa, but yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Um,. Does that about wrap up draft stuff? Other than because I wanted to say, I, I thought there was, oh, yeah, there was a tweet I saw. I want to say it was Friedman. Uh, I saw this the other day that Stammer and Hetty, Stammer and Hetty, 714 games together before they win the Stanley Cup. Ooh, that's a you lot want of a games. dynamic dude? Listen. Everybody thinks of dynamic duos as strictly like a centerman and his wingman, right? And his like number one wing, right? Yeah, or like like a defense pair, like uh, right. Zach and Seth. Right, exactly. Nobody really like Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos, dude. Yeah, uh, they've been there a while. When was Hedman drafted? The year Without... after. Oh, the yeah. The year yeah. after Stamkos, so 2009. I think he went second after Tavares. 
That's probably... Oh, I wonder who I'd rather have. But yeah, those... Like, I'm trying to think of, like, other players that are, like... Like, they've played on that same team for, like, ever. Right. Like, I don't know. Uh, Suter Parise, I guess. Those guys, I don't like mm, those contracts. Mm. One of them's playing, like, their contract. The other one isn't. But... They just hit their halfway mark around Christmas. Listen, it's fine. It'll work itself out. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Stamkos, uh, he's missed a lot of time with injury, which sucks. But uh, yeah, he's he's got some mileage on him. And Victor Hedman is still like an elite superstar defenseman. He's a freaking giant. Yeah. He's got like, the shot. Seen just, just pictures of him just standing there like... Ugh. Yeah, he he's a beast. And uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe, does he, maybe he wins a Norris next year? I don't know. He's already won one, hasn't he? Has he? I'm pretty sure he has. I don't know. Let's see... I... I got hockey reference right here. Uh, Victor Hedman. Right here. Um, uh, uh, Player news. 1920 Lightning. I don't... Overview. Leaderboards, awards, and honors. Right here. All the way down here. He's had two all-star games. Yep. Two awards. That's it? He won the seventeen eighteen Norris and the nineteen twenty Con Smythe. Oh well, there you go. So I he has so. won a Norris before. I didn't know that. I think he should have more. Give him enough. I think he should have two. He should have won oh, it this sure. year. Honestly, yeah. Wasn't that a conversation we had last week? I think so. But I'll still defend it. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so, hey, 1920, a year later, is over a year later, is wrapped up. Yeah, it, uh... We should have been starting 2021, like, yesterday, maybe today. Damn pandemic. Now we got no more hockey for, like, a bunch of months. It's not fair. Um, I mean, we'll be here to, like, chat about whenever they release more information on you know, when the new season's supposed to start. I'm, oh, wait. Yeah. I did see a thing because after Pittsburgh made another... No, it was when they signed Jari yesterday. Yeah. So they signed Tristan Jari to a three-year, ten-and-a-half-million contract. That's not um, bad. That's not too bad. I love Laner's deal in Vegas, though. Anyway. They signed him, and then... He said, and I don't know how much of this is he said, she said stuff, that there's a possibility that training camps are going to start on November 15th. Like so they it's said, lo- be ready for November 15th. So it's looking like they still do plan on attempting, at least, to have the season start in December. Right. Which is nuts, because that's only like a... I guess for teams that weren't in the 
playoffs this year. Like they might have been practicing, but like I'm at like your Tampa, you just won the cup, and it's like all right, you got three months to get ready to try and defend it. You have like a month to celebrate, and then two months to get ready. Yeah, that's nuts. It's, I mean, dude, you think these next two weeks are going to be insane? Uh, the whole next couple of months are going to be crazy. I wonder Just how bam, it's going to bam, 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 bam. I wonder how that's going to affect like the deadline, for, like trades, and yeah. stuff like that. That'll be interesting. Who knows, man? It's like they're going to have to like shift dates back or. I don't know if they're going to like, you know, because we talked about it last week. They say they want to do a full 82 game season. Yeah. Right. So I personally don't like that as much as I would love to see a full 82 game season. I think in circumstances like this, you need to shorten it like you did the lockout, uh, the the last lockout. Yeah, I I <clears throat> I don't mind it if they wanted to like do just do 42 and then restart normal time like next year. I think would be this I think would be a better option but Yeah, if you do like a 48 gamer and then go through the summer to play for the 21 cup and then restart in October for Seattle's first season. I think there's. A, I think the World Cup of Hockey is supposed to be next year too. Oh, I think. I I can't remember, <laughs> but like that would get like that could fill in, like the void. Uh-huh. Well, maybe not for the other forty-two game of seasons, but it still be hockey. Oh yeah, sure. Well, we got um, we have a draft coming up. We do. And it- uh. It's going to be a really interesting draft because they're going to do it modeled off the NFL draft where they held it virtually. Um, I read something somewhere where they already sent potential picks like team hats. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that too. I don't know if they're sending like every like team, like like every team hat, but it was something like – I, I think it's, like, the best chances. So, like, I don't think they sent Lafreniere, like, every hat because right. I'm pretty sure – well, I don't think Rangers are passing on him, but he could go, like, second. Well, so maybe... I did see – I read that in the Morning Biscuit yesterday that Jeff Gorton said, uh, the general manager for the New York Rangers, he said that – it wasn't a certainty. It wasn't like a definite thing that they were taking Lafreniere. I feel like the Rangers fan base would ride it in the streets if they did I not. Mean, it, it's Manhattan. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be nuts. Like, so who's number two? Is it? Okay. Uh... Listen, we'll get to that here. Like, but I do want to say just the dates that the first the first round of the draft is on the sixth. So coming up. Monday, Tuesday, and yep. then Wednesday is rounds two through seven. I, it's always more exciting the first round because I feel like that's when all the 
Well, maybe not the major trades, but I think last year that's when all the big ones happened. Sure. And that doesn't mean, you know, the general managers aren't, like, stewing the pot in later rounds thinking, oh, maybe we should move this guy. This guy for this pick or this guy for this guy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's a very deep uh, stacked, kind of stacked draft. It's pretty deep. Um at least according to like looking at certain prospects numbers it's like oh, oh yeah there's like three players in like the top five that could be like first line centers it's kind of right. wild um so i want to get to uh well first of all let's talk about the top three um alexi lafreniere quentin byfield and uh more than likely tim stutzla yeah, so I'm kind of drawing a blank. Who who's picking two and three? Or I know Ottawa's picking three. Who's picking two? Kings. Right. Okay. So I think I can't see the Rangers passing up on laugh. That would be I don't even be know. Wild. Unless like one of like maybe L.A., Ottawa, or Detroit makes like a. Like a move a monstrous up, deer. monstrous deer, yeah. monstrous deal to move up. Yeah. Um. So I think he goes one, and then I ori- I or I originally thought that Byfield was like a lock for two, but then well, I've been seeing the thing right. Like Ottawa's third overall pick, you know, because they have like three picks in the first round. There are like yeah. three teams that have multiple picks: the Senators, the Devils, and the Ducks. They all have like two to three picks in the first round. Yeah. Um, and the Senators, the one that ended up becoming the third overall pick, was the pick that they got in exchange for Carlson. Thanks. Yeah, I just needed to be reminded. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people don't remember that. Now I actually have, um, I have a mock draft from NHL.com pulled up here. Ooh! And it's three writers, you know, giving their picks, right? Yep. It's uh, Kimmelman, Morial, and LePage. So, number one, uh, all three of them consensus: Lafreniere going to the Rangers. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy slam dunk. I mean, Kilmerman even says it here. When a team has the number one pick, it should take the most talented player available. Yeah, there's. I see there's like debates on should you just take the best player or do you draft positional-wise? Right, do you uh, take what you need or do you just take the best you have? I think you just take the best because like... Like for the Rangers example, like... They've got decent centers, and I you could argue their left wing is already pretty good, but you just add Laugh to that, and you're already like... Right, and then you have Lafreniere and Panarin as your top two left wingers. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Like, they're, like, I don't know. What's their weakest spot? Defense? Like, you're not taking, like, Drysdale 1 when Laugh and 
byfielder there. So I think you should draft. I think you should take the best player, and then. Dude, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I'm just like off in dreamland over here thinking Rangers would be scary with Lafreniere, Panarin, and Kreider as your top three left wing. Ugh. Yeah, it's Ugh. kind of filthy. And then you got like Sabinajad down the middle. Uh. Capo Caco from last year's draft. Yeah, Ryan Strom having bounce back here. Plus, they got solid goaltend. They got like two great goalie or like two great young goaltenders because they just bought Lundqvist out. Well, we'll get to him too. Uh, but yeah, we'll, I th- we'll get I think, to him when we talk for agency. I think that you should draft best player and not position. That's. You know, it's funny. Let me just run through the um, these writers' picks for uh, two and three real quick, and then I'll touch on that. Okay. So the Kings at number two, Kimmelman and Morel both think Byfield's coming. Right? Yeah, yeah I can see that. LePage says Stutzla. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting into a little earlier, was that I originally thought it was a slam dunk that it was going to be Byfield, but, like, I've been seeing, like, I think, I can't, I don't think Bob tweeted it, but somebody did that. Bob McKenzie? Yeah. Um, but that Tim's, like, value is kind of, like, is, it's going up. So I could right. see him kind of, like, sneaking into number two. But I think for sure he's three or four. Well, here's not. what they say, right? Yeah. Kimmelman says the Byfield has everything a rebuilding team is looking for, size, skill, everything, right? Yep. Uh, he could turn into the franchise center that the Kings are looking for, that they could build around, um, especially since Kopitar and Carter are aging really fast. Yeah, Carter more than Kopitar, but they're both getting up there. Right. Uh, Morial's reasoning, uh, left shot center, 82 points in 45 games last season in Sudbury. That's pretty good, I'd say. Powerful skater, breakaway speed, exceptional skills, type of player the Kings desperately need down the middle. Mm -hmm. So very similar reasoning, right? Morial just brings in the points. Now the page says that the Kings have made a, I mean, I'm quoting directly from this. Kings have made a conceded effort to find dynamic creative forwards in the draft past few years. Rasmus Kupan, Akil Thomas, Alex Turcotte. And because of his vision and hockey IQ, that's why LePage thinks Stutzel is going to the Kings. It, it's, I think you can't go wrong with either. Um, I don't know, because Byfield does have the size. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm trying to think of, like, LA's, like, roster, but it's, like, so old and, like, like I hardly even recognize it, so... Well, I, they also have Dowdy locked up to some deal that's, like, a prison sentence. Yeah. Hey, Eric Carlson can thank Dowdy for the contract he got. Oh. <laughs> But I think, I I think maybe uh, Tim Stutzel would be a little bit better of a fit 
because like like LA's got like a bunch of like uh, biggish body kind of like slow players, and I'm not saying that uh-huh. Byfield's going to be slow, but I think Stuchel right. might be able to fit in and be something different that LA kind of needs, and I think they need more uh, speed and skill over like a big body Byfield. So I I guess you know maybe maybe Stutzel could be uh, number two. I th- I'm starting to like him more at number two. Well, now that we're getting into number three, which is the Sens pick from the Sharks, just turning the knife there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's the exact opposite. Uh, Kimmelman and Morial say Stutzla, and LePage says Byfield. I I think the more I think about it, I think I do like uh, Stutzel going to um, L.A. more and then having Byfield drop to three, which Sands fans will probably really enjoy. But, yeah, I, I just think maybe the little bit more speed and skill that Stutzel brings will help out the Kings more than Byfield. Well, what they say here is... Um... <clears throat> He's got a lot of, like, Stutzel has got a lot of experience already, professional-wise, even though he's a teenager because he played in the DEL. Yep. Um, so he's got more of a mature game. And so at least Kibbelman says he can make, like, their top nine right away. And uh, Morial, again, brought in a lot of statistics. Um. <laughs> I'm just reading this. He says uh, he can play in all situations with great speed, vision, and swagger. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, 34 points, 7 goals, 27 assists, and 132 shots in 41 games. That's... Kid can shoot. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Kid can shoot. Um, and then LePage's argument for Byfield. Um, <laughs> I like how he starts it off with, even though they already have several promising forward prospects. Yeah, because all they have is prospects. Yeah, really. These poor guys, they only have three forwards or three players signed to a contract for next year. Ottawa is fun. Yeah. They're, they're fun. Um, yeah. Uh, the imposing center, who's an excellent skater and dangerous scorer, it would fit nicely playing alongside Brady Kachuk. Byfield and Kachuk. Ooh. I would hate that because you got the big body of Byfield and you got the asshole genes of the Kachuks. <laughs> oh, that's just good. that's just not gonna that's not gonna be fun to play against. No, <laughs> I mean, think about like if Stutzel plays with uh, with Kachuk too, right? Oh yeah, then you you're just going all Kachuk speed. That'll just you have Brady that'll just ruin your life, so and distract you long enough for Stutzel to score on you, right? Yeah, it's uh, plus they get five too. So even if they like, they can pick either one, which whichever one falls to them, Byfield or Stutzel. Talk, do you want to talk about those? Do you want to round out the top five and then get into the Jackets pick? 
Sure. So, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Screwed. They got screwed. I feel so bad for these guys. Like, yes, I'm in a quote-unquote rival market. Geographically, yes. But, I just, I feel so bad for them. I I, kind of do because they got, like, they had the worst season in, like, ever. And they're like, the nah. The season since the Capitals, like, 70s Capitals. Yeah. But at the same time, they had a pretty good hockey team for the past 20 years. They had the, the longest playoff streak, throwing a couple cups in there, a bunch of Hall of Famers. It's, I mean. Quarter century playoff streak. Yeah. It's, uh, so, like, I kind of feel bad for them. But at the same time, it's like, well, you got to have. Well, they gotta... also want to get out of this as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, right. you got to pay your dues, though. Like, yeah, Stevie Y came home. Hopefully, he can fix it. Uh, I, I got a feeling he can. Oh, probably. He made Tampa what it is. We already, I mean, we touched about that. We've talked about that. Gosh, all five episodes of the show now, because this is episode five. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Detroit. They they're still gonna get a really good player at four, but well, here's the thing: you want to know who that really good player is? Who's that? All three of them say Marco Rossi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's another like top end center. Yes, it's, he's listed as a center. Uh, played in Ottawa in the OHL. Played for the 67s. Um. Kimmelman says he plays bigger than his size because he's only 5'9 and a buck 83. And there's a lot of center prospects in this top five. Yeah, he um he compares him to Claude Giroux. That's a pretty good comparison. 120 points in 56 games. <sighs> That's a lot. That's a lot of points. That led all of the CHL. Yeah, he's um, he'll do just fine in Detroit. Because he, uh, he'll, I mean, I don't have to go into the other two just because you know they say the same thing. Yeah, I, he'll fit like I don't know behind Larkin, probably above Larkin at some point. Okay, so who do they have as their center core right now? They have Larkin, they have Darren Helm, right? I think so. They got like that Rasmussen, I think his name Rasmussen, is. Rasmussen, yes. Uh, uh, they got Michael Rasmussen and then whoever think, plays on their fourth, right? I think they just extended Sam Gagne. Oh, that's right, Gagne. So, God, he went there in that trade. Um, so, so, I mean... It's not the greatest center core in the world, but I'm gonna look at this real quick just to uh, see who they have. 1920 injury report roster. It's not great. I will say that. Oh, this just says forward and defenseman. This doesn't say whether they're a center or not. That's garbage. That's not very helpful hockey site. What the hell? Oh, Philpola. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. 
They have Philpola. They got Glenn Denning. I don't know. I think he's a winger. Um, Darren Helm, Dylan Larkin. Yeah. Oh, Nielsen. They got Nielsen. A lot of old guys there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with, like, so many older veterans. I think most of them are going to be on their way out, though. Well, we know for a fact Jimmy's on his way out. Yep. Uh, which maybe isn't a horrible thing, but he's been there for so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's been there his whole career. Um, so rounding out the top five, and we're going to make this quick, uh, Senator's regular pick. Everybody consensus on Jamie Drysdale. Yeah, so they're going to get a, From like a Connor top. McDavid's Edmonton or Edmonton Oilers, Erie Otters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, like, the Erie Otters have produced, I think it was, so it was McDavid and then Dylan Strom and now Jamie Drysdale. Well, so, they also produced uh, Travis Dermott. I don't know if I'd put him with those three, but yes, Travis Dermott came. Well, no, it's, listen, listen. So, my buddy Mark Shag for the Hockey Riders, when he started out his hockey media career, he lived, you know, he lives in around that area. So he covered the Otters, right? Yeah. And he still covers the Otters. Um, those are like the four biggest names that I can think that have come from the Otters in the past five years McDavid, um, Dermot, and Strom, and now, you know, Drysdale. Um, oh, and Debrinkat. Oh, that's true. I forgot about him. Which yeah, I shouldn't. Alex was a Alex was an otter. Yeah, it's so weird because they, because him and I'm pretty sure him and Strom were teammates, and then Strom yes, went off they were, to they were line mates, and then they're line mates on Chicago, and it's like hell yeah, get that chemistry back. Well, that's what because Dylan Strom was looking like he was going to bust out, and then he got traded to Chicago, and they put him with his old pal Debrincat and. Then he turns around and he looks like a solid second line center, and it's like, oh, good, good job, Chicago. Right now, okay. So in terms of that, and I don't mean to go on another tangent, their center depth, right? Because you got Taves for another few more years. Yep. And then you have Strom, because Deprinket's been playing on wing, even though he's a center. Well, yeah, he can swap back and forth. Right. Um. And then you have Kirby Doc. Oh, yeah. Kirby Doc is—he's a pretty good player too. It's a, it's a fun—it's fun to look at like center cores, at least like the top nines, uh, the top three centers of a team. Yeah, it's it's because, like it's so. I don't know. I've it, always go ahead. It's so fun to look at Chicago and their nice little youth movement with the Brincat, Strom, Doc, and uh, I guess now Alex Nylander. And it's like, wow, I'm glad that that struggling team gets to have all this new youth and high draft picks. Right. And uh, then you remember, oh, they won three cups in six years. So, and then they were bad for like two seasons and now they're on the rise again. Well, hey, it's helpful, right? It's oh. helpful when you have a big market that can stay somewhat consistently good. That's true. 
damn tase and um, chain. I always love, like, I I have a fondness for the Blackhawks because my aunt's a Blackhawks fan. So <sighs> they became like my my second team, you know, my main Western Conference team, if you will. I mean, that's not so, a bad team to cheer for. No. And they're, you know, it, like I said, I love talking about center death because I always just found centermen to be like the most fascinating <clears throat> position to me when I started getting into hockey. Well, I'm pretty, I, I would argue center is probably the most important position. And then maybe like goaltending or defense. But like centers are like, they're usually the ones that are paid the most. Well, they're also, like, they have the most responsibility both ways, right? You're making Mm -hmm. plays, you're scoring goals, you're also, like, if you're in your zone, you're the one helping out the defense the most, because you're the one down low, because your wingers need to be up high for a breakout, right? Yep. Because that's what you want. You want a a centerman that can win your draws and then be in, like, all three zones of the ice, and then you want your wingers to be, like, fast and, like, you know, can score. So, uh, I yeah, I, I definitely think the center is probably the most important piece on the ice. And it's, like I said, I just think it's fun. You know, that's why, I like, my be a pro is always a center. Yeah, I, I always like to go to... I'm either a center playmaker or a right wing sniper. I'm a and center then, sniper. <laughs> oh, I, I so when we play like, I, well, we don't play it a lot anymore. But EASHL, I would be uh-huh. like, I'd be like a playmaker or like a two way, depending on uh, what other people would play. So I'd be the one uh-huh. that's, you know, trying to just set up plays and throw passes, and some of them. Uh, you know, lead to breakaways the other way, but uh, I have fun. So, right. It's fine. Okay. Um, I want to get into the jackets and who they're picking at 21st. So, yeah. I obviously being the jackets fan, I know what they need, which I mean, they're going to need some lower end defense, probably with who's heading out. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a filler bottom middle six center if they decide to buy out Alexander Wenberg. And yeah. The biggest hole is, you know, we need a really, really high scoring winger after, you know, since after Panarin left um, because the scoring went so plummeted. But you also lost like. Is Ryan Dezingle still there? I can't remember. Dezingle's in Carolina. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you lost him. You lost Panarin. And then you also lost Matt Duchesne. So, and then Bob. But Bob wasn't really that much a concern after what we saw this year. Oh, I just kind of meant, like, scoring-wise. Like, Bobrovsky right. wasn't really putting up goals, right. but... Right, and I mean, after the way he's been playing this year, I I'd be kind of happy letting him go. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I. Although I think, like for Columbus, I think to, they're gonna have to look to fix their winger problem in free agency more so than the draft. 
Yeah, and we can get to that because we'll talk about who we want, you know, on our teams. Yeah. Um, so the consensus on this mock draft, they each have three different players. Uh, Kimmelman says Rodian Amarov. It's not a bad piece. Who's a Russian winger, Russian left winger. Uh, played in the VHL. I'm looking at his hockey reference page, or his elite prospects page, excuse me. Um, six foot, 183, left wing. Uh, what was his, what was his stat line? Can I please just get his stat line and not his regular profile? Here we go, player statistics. Uh, in 1920, he played with Tolpar Alpha, um, 22 points in 17 games, 10 assists or 10 goals, 12 assists. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. is probably the term I'd use. Okay. I kind of, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if they pulled, like, what they did with Boone Jenner and drafted a center. Excuse you. I didn't know it would be that loud. <laughs> Damn laptop. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing what they did with Boone Jenner, where they drafted him, he's a natural center, and they converted him to a winger. Right? So he can now play both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boone Jenner's... I like Boone Jenner. He's pretty good. He's fun. Um, He is total Blue Jackets, blue collar hockey. Which, I mean, hey. It's fun to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Morial calls the pick for Jacob Perot. Uh, from the right wing, a right wing from Sarnia. Son of former NHL forward Yannick Perot. Ooh. Sarnia's got some uh, nice history with their players. Oh, excuse me. He had. Wait, going back to Amarov, did I say 17 games? Uh, I think so. 17 games, 22 points. That's. I just want to. I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. That's, that's pretty good. Not bad. Um, but yeah, Jacob Perot can execute plays at top speed. One of the best shots in the draft. Led Sarnia with 39 goals and 15 of them on the power play in 57 games. That's pretty. That's a pretty good goal total. I would like. Um, here, I'll go over. Uh, LePage's pick, and then I'll talk about Perot a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, LePage wa- picked uh, Maverick Bork, a center out of Shawinigan. I I can every time I hear that word, I just think of that. Uh, you think of Doc in the NHL game? Yeah, the lady from Shawinigan. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he would say it all the time, and it, oh, God. I got a couple of different ones. Like, I got, as soon as the soundbite where he said, a man from Chillicothe, Ohio. And I was like, whoa. 
I don't think I've heard that. There's a lot of like random stuff like you don't hear. Like so, like I'll be playing like GM mode, and then they'll say some random stuff, and then like hut and be a pro. It's all different stuff, and it's right, so they weird. Play different. They play different sound bites. Yeah, it's weird, but it's also really neat. Anyway, Maverick Bork, the uh, page says. Blue Jackets love forwards with courage and who won't hesitate to get involved physically. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. And that's exactly what Bork offers. Playing against the opposition's top line most games, 71 points, 29 of them goals in 49 games. That's uh, it, It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. good. That's awesome. I like that. So anyway, Jacob Perot. I wouldn't be mad with any of these guys, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Jacob Perot, um, again, I, like I said with Boone Jenner, I liked what they did with him and converting him over to a left winger. Right? So he can, technically, he can play all three positions. Right? Yeah. I would like to see if they do draft Jacob Perot, because what Yarmo said um, after I was reading some Blue Jackets insider or whatever, um, he said that they're just going to take the best player available. So your strategy, right? Yeah. Um, I would like to see if they do draft Jacob Perot. I want to see them play him on his off wing, see what he can do on the left side. Because that's where the biggest hole is. It. I feel like that far down, he might need like a season or two, like to, like before he makes the NHL. But it, it'd be an interesting. Well, no, I I'm. I'm not saying that he was going to make the roster off the bat. Oh, I see. All I'm saying is, if they do draft him, and once he makes it there. I want to see him play on his off wing to see what he can do. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not not a bad idea. So, yeah, that um, really just... I'm very... I'm excited for this draft. But at the same time, it's like... I'm more intrigued by what the hell's going to go down. You know? Yeah, I feel like there's going to be like a lot of moves and a lot of trades. Um, free agency also starts this week on the ninth. I thought the draft was the ninth. No, the way I already said this earlier in the show, the draft is the sixth and the seventh. Oh, I get my dates mixed up. <laughs> um. And apparently there are a lot of really good free agents out this summer. Well, this fall. Um, There's a lot of big fish. Yeah. um... And like thinking about what we've said in previous episodes and how the goalie market is really big. Um, the market just changed again, like over the past two days. 
Yeah, so I, I'm back on cap friendly, and uh, so it used to be Dustin Bufflin had that was at like the top for a cap hit, and now yeah. it's the recently bought out Henrik Lundqvist, who. Uh, so, let's talk goalies for a sec, right? Okay. Yeah. Because you mentioned Lundqvist. Lundqvist was bought out by the Rangers because obviously they had three goalies like Arizona did. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those teams had like three goalies to play. Um, so we have a list. I have a list of goalies right here that can become UFAs. But the list is a little bit changed now. Because Lundqvist got added to the group. Mm-hmm. And as of yesterday, both Robin Lehner and Brian Elliott are off the list. Yeah. So Brian Elliott signed, I think it was 1.5. 1.5 million for a year. Yeah. Just like Liam uh, Braswell. And then... Excuse me. I'm pretty sure Leonard was five for five? Leonard was five times five for 25 total. Yeah. So... Pretty good deals, like Mike Smith. No, not Mike Smith. I don't know why I said Mike Smith. Uh, <laughs> Brian Elliott. Uh, he could probably get you a couple games as a backup. He's in Philly still, right? Yes, he's he's been the backup to Carter Hart over the past couple of years. Yeah, um, Carter Hart. After a... that one year where they like, where they cycled through like sixteen goalies. Yeah. Because they were like, well, we can't have Carter up now. He's not really ready. So we're just going to throw everybody out there and see what sticks. And now they threw him to the Wolves and he did fine. Yeah. And now Carter Hart's like probably the best young goaltender. And so they still got Brian Elliott there to take a little bit of the load off of Carter. And I guess uh, get that veteran leadership for him to learn off of. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go through this list. Okay. I'm going to exclude those two names. And I want you to tell me where you think they end up or if they just leave. Okay. Craig Anderson. I, you know, it's the first name you said, and I'm already stumped. I don't even like, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired. He's 39. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some contending team who needs a, a backup for cheap. Kind of like Henrik. Yeah, but even Henrik, like he, Henrik's 38, but he was still decent. Right. But still, it's like, you know, you would get these guys for really, really cheap because they're like beyond the twilight of their career. Yeah, okay, okay, so just to throw a name for Craig Anderson, I'll say uh, uh, backup job in Washington. Okay. Um, Crawford. Where does Crow go? I think Corey Crawford stays in Chicago. I think so, too. He. I don't want to see him hit the market. I've loved Crow. Well, so the reason I say this is uh, I think it the, like a trade happened uh, like maybe 30 minutes or an hour before we started recording. Uh, they yes, traded. Mata got traded. Yeah. And he had like a $5 million cap hit or something. 
uh, it was up there. So I guess that like, I guess gives them more breathing room to re-sign Crawford because they uh-huh. let they let Leonard go for some reason, right? Uh, right. So and now look, he's like, hey, look at me now. Yeah. So plus they got him for five million for five years. That's pretty nice. So That's a steal. I wonder. I wonder what Alan Walsh is going to tweet now. Yeah. Well, that probably just means Flurry's gone. Um, right. So Corey Crawford, I think he's going to stay in Chicago. What about your buddy Aaron Dell? So there's pretty strong rumors that San Jose is trying to get Devin Dubnik for some right. reason. Um, they picked up. They picked up steam as of the other day. Yeah, like there's a, like there's a lot of like smoke behind it. Um, which I don't know why they're doing that. He was almost just as bad as Martin Jones, but that's okay. We're happy. Um, so being that, that uh, more than likely gets done. Aaron Dell's probably going to go to like, I don't know. I, is he starter? Uh, you could maybe like, I don't know. Uh, maybe he backs up. Uh, I'll say Tuka Rask in Boston. Ooh. Well, don't they already have... Wait. Is Halak expiring? Oh, I forgot about Halak. Because they have Halak still. Uh, is Yaroslav... In Boston. Uh, while you look that up, I'm going to skip over Brian Elliott and go to Thomas Grice. So Thomas Grice, he's he was with the was he with the Islanders or is he with Colorado? Yes. Okay. Um, he was with the Islanders. Who do they have? He back he backed up uh, he backed up Varley. Oh yes. Um, I think he's probably leaving. Who was it? Just googling. Black. Uh, <laughs> I, I he probably leaves. He might get a starter job somewhere. Uh. Maybe a tandem job? Maybe. a lot of these guys, I feel like, have... I feel like a lot of these guys would be more suited for a tandem job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like Aaron Dell, uh, Grice. So he's... 2021, 2.25 million. Okay, so he still has one more year left. Okay, so I get so no Aaron Dell to Boston. I don't know. He'll he'll go somewhere like Black. Halak does. Black's got one more. Yeah. So I don't think Aaron Dell will be going to Boston. Um I don't know. He'll he'll go to like either a tandem like ish thing with Grice mm-hmm. or He'll go as like a backup to someone that has like a really good goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, where does Holtby go? A lot. I've heard a lot of rumors about places like Calgary. They could definitely use someone like Holtby. Maybe he goes Calgary or uh, Edmonton. Maybe. Yeah, I think those could be the two best spots <laughs> for him. Because uh, they really need goaltending help. Uh, mm-hmm. I would. I'm going to lean more towards Edmonton 
maybe just because like he already knows they have arguably the best player in the league and the right. guy that just won the heart. Uh, right. So I, I'll say we'll, we'll go with Edmonton for Braden Holton. Okay. Uh, Dobby, do you think he stays in Dallas? I think he does. I think he's going to – well, I think it's like a team – maybe he'll field offers from free agency, but I, I, I think there's a strong possibility that he comes back to Dallas. Well, I mean, think about the story that he had throughout the playoffs. Yeah. But the only issue – oh, maybe not, because they have Jake Ottinger coming up, and they oh, still have right. Ben Bishop. So maybe – this poor guy. He maybe needs, he like, does. <laughs> yeah. I okay. You know, maybe he does. I'm thinking. It's like I forgot about Jake. So. I maybe he does leave. Maybe he goes and be just. Maybe Holby goes to Edmonton and then Kudobin goes to. Uh, Calgary. Interesting. Um. I did want to, okay, just because I, I've started thinking about this, I want to backtrack all the way to the cup, to the end of the cup, and whatever. He looked so sad. I mean... During his exit interview, Dobby did all. Yeah. There was, like, Jamie Benn, too. Uh... Dude, Jamie was just silent. Like throughout the majority of his exit interview, he yeah he was not. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine a lot of people would feel like that after losing, like spending six months or however long it was in that bubble, and then you were so close. And it was well, the like, fact too that they didn't even move. You know, the stars stayed in Edmonton that entire two month period. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Tampa was out in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, those poor bastards. I, oh, yeah, I, I'd probably be emotional like him too. We're so um, close. And then it just, Tampa was like, no, this is this is finally our year. Right. And he didn't have okay. much help in game six, so I don't blame him. No. Okay. Uh, Leonard, we can gloss over because he already signed his number one kind of money. Yeah, sorry, Flurry, you're done. Uh, Markstrom. I think it's it would be nuts that Vancouver lets him go, but then oh. Thatcher Demko played really, really good in the playoffs. He's also thirty. That's true. I think you He's could thirty going on thirty one. I think they he's bring... one of those guys that like. Sorry, but he's one of those guys that's like he's a lot older than you think he is. Yeah, but even thirty for like a goaltender isn't like like goaltenders like still usually go like Lundqvist is still decent and he's almost forty. Mm-hmm. So for Markstrom, I think he either gets like a one year deal with. Uh, Vancouver, or he's going to get like paid to be like a starter in, I don't know, uh, maybe one of the Western teams we talked about, if they don't go for Holtby or Hudobin, or something like maybe New Jersey. They could use a maybe goaltender that's not Corey Schneider. 
they they need somebody to help Blackwood. Yeah. They really I, need somebody to help Mackenzie Blackwood. You want to talk about someone throwing to the wolves is poor Mackenzie because that team is hogwashed defensively. Well, the problem with New Jersey is they have plenty of scoring, right? Yeah. Their defense, yes, is a lot like, you know, it's their biggest hole. And then when it comes to their goaltending, you have Mackenzie Blackwood, who I'm pretty sure on any other team would be amazing, right? And yeah. then you have Corey Schneider, who's literally been struggling to the point where he's gotten sent down multiple times. Yeah, and he's still on that big contract too, so that's not looking great for him. No. Looks terrible. So yeah, Markstrom to New Jersey? Maybe. I kind of like it. Uh, is Miller done? Is Ryan Miller done? I think Ryan Miller's going to get like maybe one more chance and then I think maybe next season he'll be done. I mean, he's argue- I think he's the oldest goalie on this list. How old is he? And He's, I think he's 40. I think he reached 40. If not, then he's damn he close. Ryan Miller. He's arguing, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's the most decorated on this list, other than probably he is, Crawford. He is right? 40. Well, I don't think he is 40. I don't think he has Ryan Miller won a cup. I don't know if he's won a cup, but it's like, you know, you think about all the accolades he's had in terms of, you know, uh, American goaltenders. He was really good in Buffalo. And then Crosby dominated him in the Olympics. And then he kind of dropped a little bit. He was amazing in Buffalo, the Olympics. um, And then he went to Vancouver and he was still pretty great. Yeah, and now he's you know, just kind of been got... bumping around. Well, he hasn't been bumping around. He's been uh, sitting with a ball cap because Gibson's been the workhorse in uh, Anaheim. That's another goaltender where it's like the poor Gibson is probably like, uh, like you could probably make the case like he's top three, top five goaltender in the league. He's just Anaheim's kind of trash right now. I wouldn't call them trash as much well, as they're just. They're, they're, they have a bunch of old players. They got like, like they're like they've got young players, but they're not like high potential young players. They're like top six, top nines. Their defense is okay. It's it, well, that's John, why they get the sixth overall pick this year. Yeah. Right? So that'll help, but the John Gibson's like is the best player on that team. Right. Um, so yeah, do you think Miller's done? I think he, if he's not done this year, he'll have one more year and then he'll be done. Okay. Uh, similar situation, like maybe New Jersey, maybe just because there's a lot of teams that need like a backup. I don't know if he, maybe as like, I don't know who needs a goalie that's like a contender, but maybe just like a team. I don't know. Maybe like uh, they're not a contender. Maybe Ottawa brings them in for one year just so like they can get one more year out of their younger goalies to develop, and then he goes out. I don't know. Maybe he resigns in Anaheim. 
Uh, Mike Smith. Is he done or does he flip flop again between Calgary and Edmonton? I think he's going. So, like, I don't think Edmonton's going to. Or was he on? He was on Edmonton this year. Okay. I Because, well, that's the funny thing is like, Edmonton and Calgary keep trading with each other. What the hell are you doing? I don't. It's so weird. I think he's going to. I think Edmonton's going to look to like go for like the big fish, like Markstrom or like a uh, Holtby. So I think uh-huh. he's probably done in Edmonton. So he's – I don't even know where Mike Smith goes. Maybe he goes to uh, – He's 38. Yeah, he's he'll, be a, he'll be a backup somewhere. Um, <sighs> I okay, know. last one on this list. Well, besides Henrik. Um, because I, I don't want to speculate on Henrik personally because it would just be really weird – to see him in any other sweater. Yeah, I, I can only picture him as a ranger. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was listening to uh, Dangle's podcast yesterday, his most recent one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they talked about Henrik. And it's like, again, it would just be really... Uh, see him in any other like organization even so you know if he gets like what if he gets like a front office role or a goalie coach role you know something like that well he i think he can still go like i don't think he's gonna retire but no i don't know it's i think it's too early to tell with henrik right um, last guy on this goalie list, and then we can actually get into some pretty big fish. Um, Cam Talbot. Uh, I think he's probably going to get paid like cheap to be somebody's backup. Like, I don't think he's good enough to be a starter anymore. I think he's just going to be like, like one of the last goaltenders signed and like, oh, we missed mm-hmm. out on this guy. We'll pick Cam Talbot up. Something like that. Because Calgary already has Riddick. Yeah. So maybe maybe he gets re-signed for like a cheaper deal. Yeah, Calgary's got Riddick. Maybe he'll just go somewhere mm-hmm. where they need a backup. Um, again, another guy that we really can't put our finger on. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of goaltenders. Um, so I want to talk about the big fish uh, skaters now. There's a, a fair amount. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Bufflin and Bobby real quick, even though we already kind of touched on them last episode. Okay. So Buff, again, I mean, that's all up to him, man. Yeah, I think uh with Bobby Ryan I think there's more of a chance that he I think more teams will be interested in Bobby Ryan than Dustin Bufflin right because Bobby Ryan can still play a middle six role you yeah know? eight points in 24 games that's like top like nine fourth line ish he's 33 yeah. You can play either wing. There was people talking about him going to the Sharks. I don't know if I'd like that, but it's like a maybe. It, I guess it depends on how much they pay him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, Bobby's an interesting case. Just Ottawa's an interesting case. I like that they went back to their other logo because I like that one a whole lot more than the... Oh, yeah, they still have to reveal that, though, don't they? They still have to reveal that jersey. I would love to see that on, like, a black jersey. Yeah. It's making me a lot easier to cheer for the Sens, but there's just one more piece that needs <laughs> to go, and then I'll become a Sens fan. Right. Wow, they have three firsts, four seconds, and two thirds. This is going to be a f- wild. They have a lot of people. Ext- oh, wow, okay. Whew. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, they have three seconds next year too. Okay, Ottawa. I see what you're doing here. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, Petro. Where does Petro go? I. So the reports I've seen is it's either going to be he's staying or he really wants to go to Vegas. And I just please don't go to Vegas, Petrangelo. Don't. I hate Vegas. Don't go to Vegas. Well, Please. here's the thing about Vegas, right? Vegas is in on everybody just because they have so much money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure their cap I, is like... Let's see this here. Um, Vegas Golden Knights. Contracts. They have 37 out of 50 contracts. Their roster size is 19 out of 23 right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Projected space nothing right now. Yeah, so if they want him, well, I guess they're going to have to trade Flurry. Uh, let me pull up the Golden Knights here. Yeah, this, is, this isn't good right now. Projected cap space zero. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I thought you meant just like, oh, it's so low. It's nothing. It's like, no, it's. No, it's they have zero. no money. Okay, so who's ending? Nick Cousin. Oh, he's RFA, RFA. No six ending. Uh, Yeah, no six done. John Merrill's done. England's done. They're going to trade At Flurry. At the end of this season. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Flurry. His H- contract goes till 22-23, but yeah, they're probably going to trade him. Nate Schmidt makes a lot of money. Yeah, he would probably be pretty good as a cap dump, though. If they don't, you know. But he's he's another guy that produces for them, right? Oh, uh, I so, think so. Well, he's also, it looks like here, he's got a modified no trade. I just noticed that for forwards that they they're spending forty eight million dollars on forwards, and it just like and they've got like Mark Stone, Patcheretti, Statsny, Carlson, Riley Smith, Marcheseau, yada yada, and then like it, I always come back in my head like wow they're spending that much on all these forwards, and Toronto's spending almost that on just four of them. Right, it's, so weird. it's rough management, isn't it? <laughs> like for the same price, you could have. Toronto's is dumb. Anyway, uh, yeah. So if they want Petrangelo, so Flurry has got to go. So that's seven million. Uh huh. Petrangelo is going to command. I would think with this kind of economy, eight or nine. With what's done, yeah, I can see him signing for like eight, eight point five. 
So so you move Flurry. So there's seven. Oh, but then you gotta re-sign like You gotta re-sign two guys. Yeah, Vegas John, is in I, a little bit of a I would say John Merrill walks. Right. Probably, yeah. I can see John Merrill walking and Angeland, I don't know, because he's their hometown boy. But he's also 38. Uh, he would probably get like a really cheap contract. And he'd probably take it too to stay home, right? Yeah. He'd probably take like a league men deal for one more year. Maybe something like that. Maybe closer to like a mill, but yeah. Nick Cousins, Chandler Stevenson, or Stevenson. Yeah, those two need signed. Thomas Nosek. Um, Nosek's probably walking. I don't know. Yeah, so if they want Petrangelo, they're uh, they're gonna have to do some tinkering. They're gonna have to finagle some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Here is okay. So. Yeah, Petrangelo either stays, he goes to Vegas, something like that. Yeah. One of those two, for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Taylor Hall. So, Taylor Hall is known for his goal scoring. Uh-huh. However, he had the same amount of goals as Petrangelo this season. He had the same amount of points as Petrangelo, actually, this season. Mikhail Gramland had more goals. Well, he had a uh, goal more than Taylor Hall. but Yeah, this um, is bad. Taylor Hall did not have a great season. Now, he did play on Eric. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Uh, Petrangelo and Hall, they had the same exact point breakdown. So, that being said... Carl Soderberg had more goals than him, too, by the way. Um, and Mike Hoffman. Well, Hoffy... And Toffoli. Toffoli! Let me just scroll down a little bit more here. I like I like those guys. Craig Smith yep. had more goals than him. Oh, Dadnov did. Nemestikov did. This is getting rough. Uh, Eric Holla almost did. So... Hmm. I don't think Taylor Taylor Hall isn't going to uh, he's going to command a lot I don't think a team should pay him that much but uh, he's going to command for something big and probably get overpaid but he probably doesn't deserve that much I think so Taylor Hall is going to go oh so <laughs> You're talking about fixing the Blue Jacket scoring winger problems. Well, there you go, uh-huh. Taylor. Mind Taylor Hall, Taylor but at Hall. the same time, you're gonna sign mm-hmm. Taylor Hall to like a seven-year, eleven million dollar contract. I, mm, I think I'm just looking at all the wingers here. Wow, Gouch is moving too. Well, he's more of a center than a. He's listed at three, but I'm pretty sure his main position is center. Uh huh. Soderberg, 
Okay, if I want to put a guy on the top, right? Yeah. Just looking at these guys. I would rather a guy... Well... Maybe like Mike know. Hoffman? Maybe Hoffman is the safer bet in terms of look at what he did last year. Mm-hmm. But if they do sign a guy like Taylor Hall, if they get into that sweepstakes and they get him, he's really going to have to prove himself. Yeah, he he didn't do any favors for himself this season. No. He's going to really need to like step back up and say, okay, I'm fixing my game and I'm fixing it now. You know? You know what? That's going to be my pick. Columbus is going to sign Taylor Hall. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be my. It's going to be my. Uh, it's well, okay. If they don't get Taylor Hall, they're going to get Mike Hoffman. That's going to be my. Uh, that's going to be your fallback. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that's the funny thing is, I don't think San Jose's in on Hoffman because they already kind of had him for thirty seconds. Yeah, and he's not going back to play with Carlson after that whole thing. So. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, I actually, you know what? If we got somebody like, I don't know, Foley's gonna ask for a buttload of money. I'm. I heard Toffoli wants to stay in Vancouver. That'd be nice. So he can play both wings. He had almost. He had almost twenty five. He played really well with Petey and mm-hmm. Horvat. If uh, if San Jose got someone like, I was gonna say, yeah, who do you want? Because that's the big thing. That's the big thing I wanted to talk about was who we want. Who who do I want? I would take Taylor Hall's gonna be too much. Mike Hoffman's not coming back. <laughs> who I want on this list. I take Tyson Berry for Brent Burns. No, I eh? How much is Tyson Berry commanded? Maybe. Um. Wait, what? Okay, what side does Burnsy play on? Right. Right. Okay, so yes, Tyson Berry. Think about that for a sec. Okay, but no. Or Justin Schultz. Uh. How about Sammy Vatnin? I'll take Sammy Vatnin. Ah, minus 12, maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. I'll take... Because you guys need a guy like that, and then you also need, like, a third-line center type deal. Okay, we'll take take TJ Brody. Okay. And then we'll trade Burns, because we've got TJ Brody. We'll use the money we saved on that to pick up... Uh... Let's see. Uh, uh, Nemestikov. Oh uh-huh. And then... I'm sorry, I just scrolled through this list and like, ooh. And then we'll, we'll re-get Thomas Grice if we don't get Dubnik. Bring Thomas Grice back to San Jose. Um... Do you guys need anybody on your left? Because Krug is... Krug is going to cost an arm and a leg. <sighs> yeah. So. Koivu is going to be a super cheap option. So you guys could probably get Koivu. Oh, yeah. Well, let's just get older. 
<laughs> not old enough. You guys are already like the oldest team in the league. Exactly. Our centers are fine. It'll probably be Couture, Hurdle, and they're probably going to bring back Thornton again. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> it's dumb. Oh, man. It's just funny. Would you... Do you think Gouch signs in Minnesota again? Probably not. I think he's going back to the free agency. Or not back. To I free feel agency. so bad for this guy. Because he was in Montreal. He got traded uh-huh. to. Uh, yeah, he got traded to Arizona for Domi. Right. And then he went to Pittsburgh. And right. now to Minnesota. Yeah, it's just, this guy was a third overall pick, ping ponging everywhere now. Yeah. This poor guy's career has just not panned out. Uh, that whole 2012 draft was kind of rough. Yeah, that was... Again, I, I, like, I like Ryan Murray. I wouldn't have taken him second. No, you would take Morgan Riley, probably number one. Yeah, because Yakupov went first. Oof. Yeah, you want to talk about Ryan Murray not being second overall material. Let's talk about Neil Yakupov not being first round of material, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm fine with my shark picks that I'm going with. I'm going to go TJ Brody, uh-huh. uh, Thomas Grice, and uh, Nemestikov. Okay, I want to look at Columbus's page. I'm going to look at the Blue Jackets page real quick just to see what we have. So we have $7 million in space, a little over. Got a lot of RFAs. Shitload of RFAs. Like, seriously, we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six forwards on RFA. One D on RFA and one under 10.2. Well, there you go. <sighs> That's wild. It's a lot of mm, it's a lot of money. We'd need to figure that out. Um, I mean, Yarmo's a fucking wizard. That's true. So who knows what he'll do? Um, yeah, I would say for the left wing issue, I'd rather take Hoffman. That's not a bad idea. I would rather take off. Well, there you go. Um, so, yeah. Free agency uh, starts October 9th, which is what, Friday? Uh, Thursday or Friday? Thursday or Friday, yeah. Um, and welcome to the circus, everybody. It's going to be nuts it's... over the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, I guess is the word I will use. It's going to be absolutely insane. Just uh, We got draft, we got free agency, and then that whole week of just free agents going everywhere. Yeah, that'll be interesting to cover. Yeah. Um, let's do post-game. So you, Mr. Cody... Had a fun little idea last week for post game, right? Yep. 
So what we're going to do this week, because we uh, we kind of had a lot on our plate already last week, is we're going to do like a fantasy lineup kind of thing, right? Yep. So we're going to take uh, – so it will be players from the previous three seasons uh, because this one was shortened. And uh, we're going to pick one player per position. So a center, uh, two wings, two defense, and a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you want me to start? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I'm fairly certain our uh, center pick is going to be the same. I have Connor McDavid. Yeah. So uh, I are, I debated about Crosby uh, and I think if we probably went further than three years it probably would have been Crosby but uh, make I think McDavid is uh, not only the best center but the best player so uh, I'm not surprised that we both have Connor McDavid I mean it's pretty obvious yeah right <laughs> like if you're on a fantasy league which this is essentially what this experiment is like if you have the first overall pick how are you not picking connor mcdavid yeah no it like if if like for some reason all the teams lost all their players and had to do like a one big fantasy draft like you would see in like those nhl games i think probably 29 out of 30 gms pick connor mcdavid or i guess 31 gm right unless you're a guy like jim rutherford Who's going to see? That's him. true. <laughs> He'll pick Jack Johnson. <laughs> pick Jack Johnson. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, your left wing. Uh, so my left wing is going to be Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think about him. Greatest goal scorer of all time. Debatably, I think so. He can get there. He breaks Gretzky's record, it'll be undisputable, but mm-hmm. as of now, it's still pretty debatable. In terms of being a pure goal scorer, though, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, you're going to hate me for my uh, for my left wing. Uh, oh, Brad yeah? Marchand. Brad Marchand. I don't hate it. Uh, he's definitely. I th- I think I've grown to like him a little bit more in recent years because I haven't. Uh, while he is an asshole, he also like puts up like a hundred points a season. Mm-hmm. So at least he's yes he's he's being an asshole, but at least he's playing hockey. Yes, he's arguably the biggest rat in the league. Um, maybe right behind uh behind Matthew Kachuk. Hmm. And he knows how to get under people's skin. You put him on a line with McDavid, McDavid's going to worry about burning your life. Marshan's going to just get all up in your kitchen and annoy the shit out of you in order for Connor to score. Yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting combo, which unfortunately I don't think we're going to be seeing. But And then, on top of being annoying as shit... He will also burn your life out. He's not the fastest. He's not as fast as Connor, obviously, but he'll put mm-hmm. up eighty to one hundred points. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not too upset about the Marchand pick. I think, uh, I think he's going to look real nice beside uh, Connor. Yeah. Uh, who's your right side? Uh, for my right side, I think it's uh, maybe not one-sided, but uh, um, for me, it's Patrick Kane. I also said Patrick Kane. Uh, there's been like there's talks of Pasternak and uh, and Kucherov, but uh, to me, I still think Patrick Kane's number one when it comes to right wingers. My family, like, um, they <laughs> they're watching football out there. Yeah, if, uh, if you the, can hear uh, this on my yeah, my mother is still watching the Cowboys game, and uh, they look like they're coming back, but it's also the Cowboys, so you, you never know. Well, they're playing the Browns, right? I think I believe so. Yeah, uh, my family's watching the same game. They're Browns fans. <laughs> I'm. A... Oh, well, then there you go. Well, I'm a Bengals fan, so. Oh, well, a little, I, little I... itchy in this house. <laughs> I, d- I don't really have a football team. Uh, I got into hockey, and then that was basically it. I watched football for a while. Um, I haven't been wa- following it as much over the past couple of years, but with the Cincinnati Bengals having Joey Burrow now, I might start paying a little bit more attention if they can just win games for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, winning games is always great. Well, he looks great. Joey Burrow looks fine. It's just he doesn't have an offensive line still. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so yes, we both went with Patrick Kane. Um, yep. He's arguably like, again, you talk about Pasternak, you talk about Nikita Kucherov. They are lights out goal scorers, right? Yeah. But if you have, if you want a solid, amazing two way game, uh, you said this, you know, outside of recording. Kane's still got some of the best hands. Yeah, there, like, there's a whole bunch of videos of him deking through shit, and that he's just—it's magical. Maybe not like Magic Man Pavel Datsuk magical, but it—he's up there. He's Showtime. <laughs> he's Showtime for a reason. Yeah, yeah. He's the best. Two-way right wing in the league right now, still. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, defense. Give me just give me your pair. So for left defenseman, uh, it was pretty easy for me. I went with uh, current Con Smythe winner, uh, Victor Hedman. Uh, he's I think he's been the best defenseman for like the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for right, uh, it was hard to pick, but uh, I'm going with uh, Shea Weber and his uh, incredible slap shot. That's interesting. Shea Weber. Yeah, it's kind of an off-the-board pick, but, uh, you know, you got to get that defensive defenseman in there, and he can lay the body and injure you with a shot because it's going 100 <laughs> Something miles an hour, and he's a monster. Oh yeah, he's a freaking he's a giant. He's insane. Um, my left side, I gotta agree with you on Victor Hedman. Mm-hmm. My right is a little bit different. Uh, I went with John Carlson. You would think I would pick 
Seth Jones being yeah, a Bias Jackets I, fan and what have you. No, but it, John Carlson, uh, I thought he was going to win the Norris this year just because of the uh, how great he was right off the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, as it kept going, I thought, oh, maybe Victor Hedman, and then they gave it to Yossi, which is, eh, sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah sure. John Carlson... John Carlson is a fantastic defenseman who, uh, you know, he plays both ends of the ice really well. <laughs> and uh, he was a big contributor to that Caps Cup run they had there. He was. He was huge. And he's one of those guys that, like, he can do everything as a defenseman. Like, they talk about rovers, right? Zach yep. Lorensky is a rover. Um, Travis Dermott is a rover. You know what I mean? Tyson Berry's a rover. Um, John Carlson's a bit of a rover. A little bit. He can stay up high um, and protect the point, protect the blue line. He can pinch, and he can get down low in front of the net. That's not bad. Yeah, he's a really good defenseman. Uh, I don't have a problem with him being the uh, the right defender on your list. I mean, did you ever see his <laughs> – did you see the goal – uh, where he deked out Jonathan Quick, and Quick like lifted his leg like a dog. Uh, if I, I don't think so, I might have to go look that up after the, uh, we're done recording here. That sounds <laughs> I, any funny. any goal that makes Quick look like a loser is great in my book. It's pretty funny. Um, speaking of goalies, who's your starter? Uh, so for me, uh, there's a lot of. I talked with a couple of people, and uh, especially my dad, who really wanted me to pick Carey Price. Uh, but unfortunately, does he, show? he does. He he listens to these from time to time. So uh, That's nice. unfortunately for him, though, I'm not going with Carey Price. I'm going with John Gibson as my starting goaltender for my fantasy lineup. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Uh, he that poor man has to carry Anaheim like almost every season. Uh, I think if you like, if you, I think if you put him on somebody like Tampa, like uh-huh. he probably have like a nine five seven like every well, game. Like he's, I think he's, I think he could be the best in the league. He just needs a team that can help him as much as he helped out Anaheim these past. Like, I you know what I would call him a stud. Um, at least when he's not going behind the net and slamming guys with his elbow. Well, you got to get a little bit of grit on there. So, <laughs> I mean, the, that whole thing with Blake Coleman back when he was on the Devils. She's like, what are you doing? It's it, it, a little bit of grit. It's all this. Sure. Uh, this might surprise you. My starting goaltender is Darcy Camper. You know, it does surprise me a little bit, but at the same time, uh, I think he's extremely um, underrated. Uh, And I think that has to do with the team he plays for Mm -hmm. uh, because nobody really talks about Arizona. Uh, Right. And that's another team that I brought up earlier that has three goalies just sitting there. They got Kemper and Ronta and Aiden Hill. Yeah, so you you probably see one of the two top ones there being traded. Uh, But Darcy Kemper, 
again, I think he's criminally underrated again because he plays on Arizona and they don't really don't get a whole lot of attention. Right. Um, uh, but I do think that uh, he – I think maybe more people will get to know more this upcoming season just because, yeah. like, he had such a good one uh, for what season we had this season. Well, let's take a look at what, you know, these two had because, like, Ronta, barring injuries, he wants to be a starter somewhere. You know? Yeah, well, I think that was the plan. Uh, when he got to Arizona from uh, yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. And then he just he kept getting injured, so they brought in Darcy Kemper, and then he played really well. And then so it's kind of been going back and forth because both of them keep getting injured. Well, let's go through this because, again, we said past three seasons. 17-18 um, for Antti Ranta, 9.30 save percentage, 2.24 GAA. So terrible. Not bad. I like the nine thirty. Yeah, that's uh, definitely sticks out. Um, eighteen nineteen wasn't great. Uh, nine oh six and a two eighty eight. Yeah, that uh, maybe the nine oh six you could kind of forgive, but uh, that goals against is not great. That that's not stellar. Um, but nineteen twenty, he bounced back a little bit. He had a nine twenty one save percentage and a two six three. Uh, you still want to see that goals against come down a little bit more, but the save percentage is really good. Uh, yeah, you know he's been getting better. Uh, I think again, I think him and uh, Darcy, uh, whether or not they're both still in Arizona uh, mm-hmm. by next season, I'm not sure. Well, you want to hear Darcy's numbers? Sure. So he split 17-18 between the Kings and the Coyotes. Kings numbers were pretty pretty awesome. He had a 932 and a 210. That's pretty decent, yeah. It's nice. nice um 15-10 or no, 10-1 and 3 record. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good record. Yeah, um, and then he got traded to Arizona. He uh, played in ten games. Um, his record of two six and two. Mm. Yikes. Um, eight ninety nine and a three twenty two. Yeah, ooh. that's pretty bad. That's like Martin Jones bad. <laughs> that's Martin. Yeah, you guys need to get rid of Martin really bad. Uh-huh. Well, we'll I don't know over. why. I don't know why Doug Wilson's deciding to keep him around. I mean, you want to take on that contract? I don't want to. Well, there you go. That's why he keeps on the Martin Jones. I guess so. Um, first full season in Arizona in 18-19. Um, 55 games. 27-20-8. Uh, 9-25 and a 2-33. What a bounce back. Uh, yeah, that's a whole lot better. Uh, but I think that's – I mean, look, the Kings are kind of yeah. Uh And, again, he gets a whole – like, he gets a restart. He gets a full season with Arizona. Uh-huh. Uh, probably builds his confidence back. And he – you know what? It shows he had a really good season this. Right. And then this season, he played in 29, started in 29, 16-11-2. So, mm-hmm. pretty decent record. 
He had a 928, so a little bit better safe percentage, and a 222. Yeah, that's very good. Very. That's uh, again, it'll be hard to see which one gets traded. Uh, on the maybe. They're keeping Hill. Yeah. They're so, keeping Hill just because of the youth, right? That. Yeah, I don't think they go wrong with whoever they put in, like as their starter. Uh, but both of them. Kemper's twenty nine and Rogers thirty. I guess do you keep the older one for experience, or do you keep the younger one to hopefully you get a little like that one extra year of potential playing? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, yeah, I really liked Darcy, and uh, just looking at his numbers and looking how he's played, uh, that's why. Yeah, no, it's a, a, a kind of an out of out of nowhere pick, but it's I think it's a pretty solid pick. Pretty underrated pick, I would think. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you seen – this is just – I'm starting to think about um, stuff that I've seen over the past week. Have you seen that Travis Scott has a McDonald's meal now? I have not. I've seen people mention it in, like, Discord, but uh, no, I have not seen it. I I have no idea what it is, and I'm scared to know what it is. <laughs> I think it's just like a normal quarter pounder with like stuff that he likes on it, um, and then like fries and a sprite. Actually, I can look it up real quick. I think we have some extra time. Um, we're running a bit long, but let's see. Got to get that Travis Scott Happy Meal on the uh, on the show. It's just something that I just saw everybody talking about, and I was like, "What is going on?" Here? Like, it's such a weird partnership with McDonald's. Like, it's like their first celebrity endorsement meal in like twenty something years, thirty and years. And they and they picked Travis Scott of all people. Interesting. They call it Cactus Jack. Oh, quarter pounder with cheese, with his go-to toppings with bacon and lettuce. And like onions and stuff. Um, a, medi- a medium fry with barbecue sauce. Interesting. That's okay. Sure. And and a Sprite with extra ice. Extra ice? What? Okay. I don't that's know. A, it's a weird combo, but sure. <laughs> I don't if you want to do that, go ahead, McDonald's. Sure. Kind of want McDonald's now, now that, now that we bring it up. Honestly, yeah, I could go for a couple cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh. But listen, if you follow us, you know, and you like find us on Twitter or whatever at uh, Snake Garinger and Cooler K250, and you try the Travis Scott Cactus Jack, whatever the hell meal this is, let us know how it is because I don't think we're going to be trying it anytime. No, I, uh, I will not be uh, trying it. Uh, although I will be missing out on the um, extra ice. But I think that's uh, something I'll have to live without. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to skip on that too. Um, but yeah, next week, this whole like through this week is gonna be a carnival and a circus and everything in between. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the draft and free agency starting, and then the whole week after, where it's just gonna be free agents all over the place. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Yeah, we might have offer sheets too, so that's gonna be oh, that's right. Offer sheets. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, 
but hey, we'll be here for it. <laughs> and we'll oh, yeah. be here to cover it all. And uh, it should be fun seeing all the uh, people getting drafted and then people getting overpaid, which uh, yeah. tends to happen in the free agency. Mm-hmm. We'll see where people go, and uh, I'm excited. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. Um, so thank you all for listening. We will see you for episode six in a week. We will see you Sunday. Yes, I hope everyone has a great week. Take care, everybody. See you.